Number one then, and number one now. You're listening to Heffern and Reed. Heffern and Reed. Rated number one podcast by the World Podcasting Federation and the Podcast Ranking Association. No, for real. It says it right here. On his show. This is the place where the guys upload bonus shows while they're on the road. Sometimes it's just John. Other times it's John and John. Huh? Either way, it's all good. (laughs) From the people who brought you the three tenors, now comes three drunks in a bar. Take his job and show. I ain't working here no more. Everybody! I remember this for air. Stumble out of bed and stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition. I don't know what he's thinking about. The three drunks in a bar only know parts of songs. Okay, alright. I need help with this one because I only know the chorus. Ready? <laughs> hey, John, I'm a country boy. Honey, I'm a country boy. The three drunks in a bar collection. I stand by your man. I hate that song. Who could forget these drunken hits? Elvira. Oomba, Oomba, Oomba. Elvira. Kyle Silver. And we. Sweet Caroline. That's not country, The three Ds switch genres for no reason. Wait, 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 wait. No. Wait, wait, wait. Hey. Did you happen to see the most beautiful girl in the world today? <laughs> he said, her. It's called Three Drunks in a Bar. The three Ds sing the instrumental parts. No, 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 no. How high's the water, mama? Feet by high and rising. How high the water, Papa? <laughs> Three feet high. high. Those hits bring back fuzzy memories. Order now and hear the three drunks sing parts of country classics. Oh, play me some mountain music. They want grandma, grandpa used to play. I'm gonna take me on down the river. These three drunks in a bar can sing all night long until the booze runs out. Just a good old boss. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you ever saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Someday the mountain ought to get them, but the law never will. Try and decipher this one. I said, we went driving down the street and then the lights were fine. Oh, shit. They're rapping. Pulled up to a sign and looked over and said, that girl's mine. Okay. Pulled aside and said, you so know you, you want to play? She said, I play with you, but I don't, don't, don't fall any day. Oh. So we got in the car when we drove him. <laughs> the three drunks in a bar continues. A different night, a different bar. 
Same three drunks. I'll give you some advice. So he tapped grab. He's doing the whole song. Get right to the chorus. He grabbed no. my, my last swallow. <laughs> then he lighted a cigarette. And he <laughs> a But he got definitely Because. You ever didn't get to know when to hold him. Know when to fold him. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the deal is done. What the fuck are you looking at? You want some shit? The Three Drunks in a Bar Collection. Order now. Open up the drawer and there's that Bible. God's honest truth, but you're not liable to use it. You prefer myth and libel. That's because you're out on the road. It's baby shampoo. No, you're not snobby. Losing your toothbrush is your hobby. Lucky they sell that stuff in the lobby. Lucky that you're out on the road. Out on the road, out on the road. You really All right, hey, everyone. It's uh, Heffern. I am still on the road in Canada. Uh, don't forget, every Tuesday, Thursday, I think we're releasing uh, Heffern and Reap podcast. John just did one with Rachel. Um, always hilarious. I got a few more weeks left. And as of right now, I'm coming to you live from Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. With uh, Jim Brewer. It's, uh, I just brought up Godfrey, and we have about 15 minutes uh, in the green room where I thought we could maybe have a quick conversation and then, uh, and then move on. So, Jim. Yes. I never have questions for people. We never really have guests on. So sometimes, like, when I do podcasts, I want to go deep and intellectual so people go, you know what? That's exactly how I feel or whatever. And then sometimes you just want to be goofy. I can't figure out wh- which works. Well... Do you know what I mean? I, I am prepared. I am prepared to battle both entities. If you want to go deep, we'll go deep. I got my Louisville deep slugger. Right. You want to get silly and dopey? We'll get silly and dopey. Well, it's cool thing about editing right is we could probably do both. Do you know there what I mean? There you go. So, of, uh, so we're been now fifteen cities. Yeah. Let me ask you this because yeah. we've talked about this on podcast before. How much contact do you have with your family when you're gone? For, for let's say this, these fifteen days, as far as calling home, checking yeah. in. So yeah, I know you have kids. So it's every day. Every day I check in uh, with Did, my wife. Right. Every day I say I love you. Right. Right. Send her a text. We're go. We're moving on the bus right now. Getting ready to go to the show. And then uh, now we started FaceTiming, and I FaceTime with the kids at least at least twice a week, and then we play. On the FaceTiming. Like what I mean, you guys a little, Each kid is different. The oldest one's 13 years old. So the oldest one's telling me how her and mom just got in a big fight. Ooh. Which I really didn't want to hear about. Uh, <laughs> the middle one is just like... Do you try this with your the 13-year-old if she... Uh, I've, I've used this with my stepdaughter before. It's a technique that I used that I've... Uh, I don't remember. When you ask them what happened... Yeah. And then they start getting emotional about it. But you go, no, I don't want your interpretation of what right. happened. I want you to tell me what happened. Yeah. Because when you start going, well, she did this because she doesn't think that I believe. Like, that's, nope. You, you're, you're giving right. me an interpretation. What actually happened? Mine's not that heady yet. Right. She's not that heady yet. If anything, my wife does that. Right. right. My wife's the one that says... <laughs> 
I wanted to knock her out because she doesn't blah, 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 and she didn't, and she doesn't blah, 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 and she needs to blah, 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 so I got in her face, and I, that. So I don't, and, and there's already clash of the, uh, of the freaking sheep horns right, right. nonstop. So my wife flips on my daughter, and it's all based on her childhood. Now, your, your wife flips on my oldest daughter. And it's all based on her, my wife's childhood. Because that's a weird thing about when you get married and you have kids. Back in the day, if you're single listening to this, you have to worry about what you do that gets your girl mad back at you. But then the more people you add to the mix, now your littlest daughter could do something to piss off your wife. And now you're in trouble for something. So just the more people that you add to the mix, yes. the more trouble you can get in. The middle one... Uh, the the middle one usually is able to uh, manipulate and and bob and weave, yeah. and always stay neutral, even though she's not. She knows how to stir things up and back away and go. I don't know what happened. Right, right. Uh, the little one is is the, but the oldest one, and here's where the deepness comes from. My wife, right, grew up. Her brother, she couldn't stand her brother growing up. Her brother was mean. I don't know if he was mean. Right, I would right. say he was. Right, right, right. Uh, he was mean. He'd always hit her. He was the dumb little sister. Blah blah blah. She. He used to always pick on. It. He. He was never the big brother she wanted. Right. As, as a big brother. So whenever, literally, my oldest daughter picks on one of the other ones, uh, she don't hit a nothing. She'll just pick to the point where the kid will go stop. Right. If my wife hears that. Literally. She'll go. She'll want to go to blows. Like want to hit the oldest. Hit for the oldest one. You now, don't pick on what? What part of stuff do you not understand? And I and I tell my daughter all the time. Like, listen, you gotta understand. So I know you're only thirteen. Right. But not only what you're doing is driving her nuts, but you're bringing out harsh feel. She's getting back at her brother, but. You're not even you anymore. You're her brother. Be careful. If I'm not there, I know something bad's going to happen one day when I'm not there. I know it is. Especially when she I'm gets so a little scared of that. And what's going to happen is the middle one, uh, you don't have to be quiet. You can jump. The middle one will start to learn, or the younger one, that that's the hair trigger. Yes. So if I was in that family, and this is what happened to mine, yeah. I would almost go, stop hitting me, even if the oldest one wasn't, because well, I knew mom wasn't going to play Columbo and is immediately going to go there. Well, gonna... <laughs> John, you nailed it right on the head. Because a lot of times what I do with the middle one is when she says something like, stop! She over-exaggerates it, and she looks at me or my wife instead of the person that's driving her nuts. So me and you are getting a battle here. We got Deb D. Giovanni, D. Giovanni. hanging out. If I'm, you guys are almost able to say my last name now. I'm so proud Giovanni. Of you. I'm so proud of you. She literally will go, like, if you're bothering me, I'll be looking at the enforcer, which would be Deb, say my right. wife. And she goes, stop! Stop! <laughs> Right, right. He's like, and I always call her out. I go, "Are you saying that to get her in trouble? Are you really saying that because you want her to stop?" Kids learn to manipulate that pretty quick. Nuts, right? And you have all girls, right? All girls. They're all more manipulative than the other. (laughs) Deb, did you have a big family? I do. I've got, I've got um, three sisters and a little brother. 
What one are you? I'm the fourth girl, and I'm a twin. I'm bad at I'm that. The, yeah, I'm the. I'm a twin, so I'm the second. And the other one is youngest. Jesus. Yeah. Born again. Yeah, born again. My whole How family. That, your whole family's born yeah, again, except, except for for me and my brother. That my whole family is. Born does, again. Well, I, sorry. I, well, no, this is a bigger. The Jesus question is a yeah. big one. Does, does she look like you? Nothing like me. We're okay, so she doesn't get like, no. hey, I see no, you on no, 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 every TV no. show that in Canada ever. Okay, wasn't very Jesus like. <laughs> yeah, wow, that's wow, this one. Yeah, no, okay, <laughs> so uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So, by the way, we're really good at that. Although I just interrupted you. That's I told my wife that. I go. She goes, "How's the tour going?" And I go, it, "It's funny because when people are talk, I I've, I heard this from Jim, and now I start saying it. And even Godfrey does this. And if you can get him to be quiet, it's pretty amazing. But we'll go. I'm sorry, I interrupt. You were saying. Yeah. Will you like allow? Because a lot of people don't do that. You just barrel over. But you go. I acknowledge you're saying something, and you can go. Yeah. Which is which is a it's cool nice. thing to. Yeah, I've learned that a lot on this trip. Because <laughs> now I know it drives me nuts. So I'm constantly aware of who am I cutting off and barreling right. over. So you're saying the Jesus thing. Were they born again when you already no. had this happen? No, my mom and dad, uh, when, I was, when we were about 12, when I was 12 years old, me and my sister were 12. Right. And that, it just, it kind of like... It just ha- it was like an overnight thing. There wasn't thing. tragedy was like, going no, on. It was like you know we were we're, we're Catholic, right? Because I'm right. Italian, so you know you have to be Catholic as an Italian. And so we just you know we went to church on Easter and whatever you know you did your thing. And then I don't even remember what the occurrence was. It was just the, the ride home day. where they like wow yeah. that was a good Eucharist. <laughs> that was an That's amazing. But then they they just they just turned into it's because you know born again Christian is very. Um, it's very devout. It's very yeah. strict, and it's very much like preaching and bringing others in. And it's very, it's it's um, it's a it's a bit intimidating, to be honest. You know, you know a lot of people my do. Sisters turned Christian when they were very young as well. My, uh, one of my sisters when she was sixteen. I so. got a cool born again story. Oh, well, my wife became born again. It's <gasps> a big law. Lo- how does that happen? I guess you're going to tell us. But I'll how does you- that happen when one person? Is, is it? Because it? it completely changes the relationship. Yeah. Or it no? It does. Now, I, I do believe uh, I, I'm open-minded. Right. I don't care who, but I, I talk to higher powers so and all yeah. that jazz. Right. Um, so, we're at the end of our, we're having a tough time in marriage. I'm, I'm brutally against divorce and wrecking families. With, I'm viciously against it so uh i can see though that we're, our relationship is in serious trouble how long you guys right. been together now 20 years 20 years wow we'll be married 20 years this year wow so i know this is after my second kid and i always was a god person i'd sit on the deck and i'd be like this is amazing right, right. You look at the stars and there has to you I mean right. we're just whatever um I beg. I pulled over. I literally begged God. I'm like, if you exist, I'm telling you right now, I've I've devoted everything to you. I've never crossed you. Uh, I've given you this relationship. I, you better. You better. This is the first time in life I'm going to ask you to fix something. Mm. And <laughs> freaking three days later, this one's born again. Yeah. And our relationship got intense at first. When someone goes bored again, cultish. Yeah, when bored, like what's the like? I go to the grocery the store, went, no, mm. never really say anything. Come back from grocery, like 
When does that moment of born again happen when they go I'll tell you normal, what not normal, but talking, hey, what's on TV? Do you know Jesus is the, like, what, what is that? There's is different it- layers. My wife wouldn't do that. Right. She would, um, she would tell me about scriptures or she immediately started listening to Christian music, which oh, I, that's I pretty immediately heavy was heavy. like, oh, uh. I couldn't say, oh, my God. Because um, you know little... those Christian bands party just as much as right, don't you think? I don't oh, like sure. the I don't like anyone that says Christian. It bothers me. With what their names? Me, it bothers me to label you because then you're you're like it's like saying I'm an Elk member. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, All right, well then put on the hat and make your spaghetti on Tuesday nights for a dollar. Why do you think like now I'm gonna not derail the conversation, but why do you think like anybody who jumps into anything, whether let's say it's AA or let's say they go to an Anthony Robbins meeting or in Los Angeles's landmark forum thing is very popular. My wife did that too. Like every time anybody zombie. Oh yeah, has a spiritual thing, people jump it's those type of things. Once people are in, they get way, way in. in. Like, However, why look, do you think? I'm going to say a Dennis Miller quote, and I can't believe I'm going to quote Dennis Miller. Okay. But one of the, my favorite kind of ways of just like describe how someone becomes a Christian or whatever, he had a quote of, no one finds Christ on prom night. And I thought that was very interesting because it's like when everything is awesome, you don't really go and be like, I'm going to become a Christian. But if shit's going down and things are falling apart, I think it's kind of like people turn to it as a way out, an answer, and then because it worked, then they go full steam ahead. So it's like nobody finds Christ on prom night. And it's, I think that's kind of an interesting way to, to put it because I know that, you know, when you're, just, you're saying, oh, how did your mom and dad, why did your mom and dad, I know at that time they were really struggling. To right. To figure out. That's what I'm you're saying. There's I mean? something yeah, going something on there. It was kind of like something was going on. Something wasn't happening. You know, my sisters, when they all became Christians, they, you know, they were, it was low points. Do you know, it was very, it was low points in their life. And then they sort of found God. And, and then they go. And then they, because it worked, worked for them, got them out of that whatever. Right. And then, so then I think they kind of go and say, do people you know, ever, Kool Aid and go for it full force? Do people ever find, like, I'm, I'm talking to people who, become born again yeah is, do they ever anyone do that when things are going well in their That's life like they're on a roller coaster so. and no. as they're going they're like yes i'm born yes. again like they had such a good time that bowling that they turn like when you're having fun with your boyfriend getting drunk no well, maybe I mean, i'm sure I, there's an example i want to find that too but i will <laughs> say this our marriage got way better way better good. did it worse before it got better or did, did it just get way better oh no Way better. Instantly. Well, Literally right, fighting. She was such a vicious fighter. Yeah. Right. Vicious. Like, where my head would spin. Like, I don't, I don't even know how to discuss this conversation. I don't even know where to go. But do you, I don't know, you know where you're coming from. And then what would happen is she would come down like, and say whatever, and then leave. And then Lily come back like an hour later going, I, I, I said really harsh things. And I didn't really mean them. I'm angry. I'm struggling with my... And I would just be like, what? <laughs> Go read some more verses. I'm lagging this. But did it, but it, did it change anything else? Like, did they, Everything. But like, it's been a good way or a bad way? I'm going to say good way. Oh, Very good yeah. way. Do you think people... I'm some dead some, honest. Some yeah. people, when, when they get lost about whatever it is, they're like, you know, even... 
with us with comedy, sometimes you get lost in your career when you're like, I just don't know what's going to happen. Or relationship. You just need something to believe in. Mm-hmm. What's, isn't that a poison song? Oh my Give God. me something to believe in. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> what song is that? It should be. It no, really you know, should no, be. Isn't that a song? Yeah. Give me something. To, but like, so they just need that. <laughs> and with a little bit of instructions, yeah. like you want a good life. Here's maybe here's people a set of ways like, you can run that. People like instruction. People like rules. They really do. People like to be told, what, do this, do this, do this equals happiness. You know? Yeah, yeah. and I'll give you – this is the only times it would, it, would, it would bother me, right? Otherwise, it was always amazing. Five minutes. I have five minutes. All right, we got five uh, minutes. We'll wrap this up. The only time it would bother me is I, I have other Four minutes to save the I world. Would, <laughs> I, my brother passed away, right? So I would oh. – and left his boy. So I would try to look after his boy. So right. I literally would – one day his boys weren't fighting and I gathered all the kids together and we're in North Carolina and I got up one morning and I'm, I'm literally like praying going, listen, I need to get these boys together. If you could, Eddie, if you could come tell me and tell me exactly what these kids are saying. Two seconds later, the one kid who's never up at this hour comes walking on the beach He's like, uh, Uncle Jim, you know, I'm not talking to my brothers. And I just cracked up because everything that came out yeah. was something I would never say. Now, when I told my wife this, she was like, you got to be careful because you're not really praying to your brother. And that, I was like, listen. <laughs> listen. I'm just telling you what I said What the example. I got an ex- I got a f- I got a result. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only. Uh, but we found a happy medium. She doesn't walk around with a Bible going. Have you met Jesus? So I guess the exact. I guess what we learned out of this section, yes. and then when we come back, we're gonna have some hilarity and some tomfoolery. <laughs> uh, there can't be darkness if there's light. Whoa. That's what we we'll leave on. All right. Sometimes, if it's there if it's dark, oh my God, does every rose have a thorn? Has it thorns? Sorry, too, but or? in every room, there's always a dick, no matter what. <laughs> Go to heffernandreeb dot com for tour dates and great links. Hey, did you get that? It's heffernandreeb dot com. Go there now. Hey everybody, John Heffern still on the road doing the Just for Laughs tour. Um, I just found out from uh, Deborah D Giovanni. Yeah. That you were on Last Comic Standing with John Reed. Yeah, with your boy John. John was the winner that year. So you might have some insider information. <laughs> How far did you make it I on... I only got to like the top eight. Because don't tell John Reap this, yeah. but I never saw his season. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> this, Still? this might be the first time John Reap hears that I never saw. Actually, that's not true. I saw one of Reap's shows where I went in... Uh, and I forgot if it was the beginning or end. I don't remember. Um, his wife, maybe they weren't even married no, then. fiance then, yeah. At the time, I remember her standing up and making everybody around her stand up. She literally <laughs> turned around and went, why are you sitting? Stand up. Everybody. St-. And she literally got every. Like she crea- I think that was the finale, I think. She created a. Um, was the a finale? Or, uh, who, hosted, who hosted that? That was uh, Bill Bellamy. You know what? Holy cow. Then maybe I did see the finale with Reap. No, I don't no, think you so. Know, I'm sorry. I have to tell you. I think you were there. I think you were in the crowd. I'm not lying. I was in the crowd. I think you were in the crowd. 
And then, because I, I think they gave a shout out. I think they were all like, I, "Hey, John Heffern's here," oh, and we, he stood up and waved. Hi. Oh, that's I funny because I went on stage and I don't think I knew Reap at the time, so I think I went to say hello or went on stage after. Yeah. Maybe he did win then. Was I at that one? Where was it at? Was it in Los Angeles? Because yeah. Bill Bellamy, the host, yes. he looked at me and he goes, "Hey, did you enjoy the?" Do you, did you enjoy the show? And I go, yeah. He what goes, shows? <laughs> he goes, well, say you know, feel free to say hello to some of the comics. Like he thought I bum rushed the stage. <laughs> yeah, hands down. He didn't. You know don't I, even remember that you were there. I don't think there was any. I gotta stop taking sleeping pills because I remember this. I remember being there. I remember Reap's wife standing yeah, up. Yeah. So was it the finals or was it semifinals? I think. I think it could have been the stage. semifinals. And Bill Bellamy didn't know who I was and just thought I was a guy from the stage. Because when what you won season two, and then John was Reap was like season. I want to say season. I think we were season five. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then in between there, they did the weird seasons where they like did two and a half, and there was all sorts of weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you were yeah. on with him. Yeah, he was very nice to me. And you guys didn't live. You guys didn't live in a house. No. Or you guys didn't no. have to do what we did. No, so. we got to stay at a hotel. Where we were like we were, you know, we were the same thing. Like we didn't get to leave the hotel. Right. But we didn't have to like live in the same room with each other or anything. Weird and did like you that. guys? So there wasn't any kind of uh, alliances or no. backs. Like because no. on our season, you had to go. I'm funnier oh. than I no, got. We had to do that. You, I, you, I had to get you to. Vote yes, against. we had to do that. We had so to how do was Reap? Since since we I do the the Heffern and Reap yeah. show. Yeah, and I'm not even just saying this. Shows. He was super nice to me. He was actually, you know, it was I was the little lowly Canadian, and he was he was totally cool to me. He was awesome. And I after like at the was he party, at all? No. No, I don't, no, I don't, no, I don't, you know. No, I don't think there was much scheme. Well, there might have been a little scheming. I don't see Reap doing that. Though. No, no, no. Like, like I would. I, like, what would you pick me as? <laughs> would you pick me as a schemer? No. Really? See, that's why you'd make a good schemer because no one would guess you're a schemer. Yeah. Uh, but Reap wouldn't be. I would just see him yeah. just doing. He was just awesome and fun. You know, he was just having fun, really. Yeah. yeah. But I, there, when I got voted off, I had uh, one of the girls come up to me and say, "Don't vote for me. Like, let's not vote for each other." And I was like, "Okay," like a naive idiot. And then she voted for me. <laughs> oh, wow. So Who, was like, oh, was Who was that girl? Who was that girl? We'd be able God, to know because we could watch the show. Uh, so it's not like you're bagging on her. Yeah. But we you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now you're going to make me have to. Pay. I'll ask Reap oh, when yes, I see you. Ask tell you Reap. Because he told me, Reap told some stuff on some of the podcasts where <clears throat> Dante was on there. Oh, my God. I forgot about him. He did play Dante a little oh, bit. My Not God. Dante. Well, Dante I don't think cried that, on the first day. Dante, I don't think, listens to the show, and yeah. he's a nice guy. So not played as yeah. in, but I think Reap said there was a little bit of gameplay. I think a little. Where he I think downplayed so. the Reapness. Yeah. Like he down. No, I think I think there was, there was like I, it, I, if I if it memory serves, it was sort of like let's get Dante off like right away, um, <laughs> like honest to God, like right away. I think uh, I think Doug Benson was the sort of the, the leader of that ship. He kind of was like captain of that ship. Let's get get rid of him. All right, so cool. Yeah. So uh, yeah. any other good gossip? Because uh, uh, I don't know. To be honest, I, we do these bonus shows. <laughs> Where when Reap's on the road, he'll interview some of his acting friends that yeah. he's with, and then I do these. Um, I don't know if we listen to each other's bonus shows, to be honest with you. <laughs> exactly. So we can say anything we want right now. Yeah, I think I know. I think he does listen. Yeah. Well, and I, I, and I just did listen to uh, the one <laughs> the uh, Reap you. and Rachel just did. So I, I did put it on. So <laughs> okay. I guess we can't but really. We, I met his. I met. We all met his fiance, and she's gorgeous, right? Yeah, I was she's now gorgeous. wife. She's gorgeous. And uh, all I know is that it was. 
I think it was Reap's dad or it might have been her dad. It's either his father or his father-in-law totally loved me because I said some dirty stuff on stage and then he was all hello and then he got all handsy at the party and and he wanted pictures taken with me and he was like you I like you and I was like all right was that old men the old men love me yeah you reach that age I wonder what age now this has nothing to do with reap or Jenta's uh a dad we're taking all that off the table what age do you think you can be as a guy where you turn into creep 60 and five and you get a free pass totally because you're an older Absolutely. guy. Then you all of a sudden Wait, become 65? like... I say 65. Not a little older? Maybe a little older. Like, you, you how old would it like be if, if like... I'm sitting on a bench yeah. and a girl walks by me and I go, mm, look at them legs. <laughs> and, okay, if I did it at my age now, you'd be like, what did you what just did say? What did you say, rapist? Yeah, I know. What, <laughs> what age would I have to be where... Like, I think, okay, so it would be okay. 70, because then it's really strange, though, because it's totally true. Like, men turn... You can turn into, like, non-threatening, into, like, oh, isn't that cute? The it's old 70, man thinks though, I'm sexy. I don't know. I don't know. I but like I'm to... telling you, the old white-haired men, they can say whatever they want, and they and they always go for a handful. Because you're always getting in your hands on you. You wouldn't stuff. be pissed. Be- no. Because it's a seven. You might go, creepy old guy. Yes. But, but you're not going to be cute. like... Stay there. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, is you're not gonna you, come out chop anybody. You can Absolutely. almost say anything. Absolutely, because it really does. It tur- it kind of reverts back into like a child. Like no one gets mad if a child, you know, grabs a boob, and you know, and then an old man can do it too. I guess I might do that. I might. I might see? start thinking of my 70 year old guidelines because you could do something like you could go. Oh, I love those eggs, uh, legs. That's a nice ass. Yeah. I, I would like to stick my penis between. And when the, the girls turn and look at you, I'm you, you can go, I'm, I'm sorry. Saying. I was talking to my wife. She's no longer with us. <laughs> you mean you could like throw in like, oh, I'm talking oh to. Right? And then what would you do as a 20-year-old girl? You would be like, oh, I'm, oh, so I'm sorry. You'd probably hug him. You'd oh, probably hug him. Oh, your wife died? Yeah, she died. <laughs> that is... You might be you think, evil, John. Do you think seven-year-old guys? Do you think seven-year-old guys have lines like that? Sure. Like they totally just fit. E- even if the guy's wife isn't dead, just a single. She, he could be sitting beside his wife. Just a single seventy-year-old oh, yeah. guy who's never married just goes. <laughs> he goes plays bingo and he looks at all the other guys and goes, "I'm telling you, you got to go with my wife passed away. You can say so. Oh, can I? I don't mean to be creepy, but your breasts are exactly like my wife's." I haven't seen her. Oh my god! In, she passed this, away very suddenly. But you those are, you are an evil genius. I think. I wonder you, if that would I, work. I'm telling you. Because you're right. It would work with a kid. Yeah. You know, like when a four-year-old, if, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's like they're sitting on your lap. They poke your boob. They do it all the time, and they think it's funny and whatever. Totally the same. I'm just eighty-three-year-old man. You're you know almost what I mean? doing absolutely. It. You could probably at eighty-three almost whip out your uh, junk mm-hmm. and walk around with you, it <laughs> or even play with it Absolutely. and no one there's going to be like oh, oh do you need to get back grandpa. to the home exactly. oh do who let exactly. you out you, you can, can just... seriously like go full like full hand on anything and be like I'm sorry I almost fell that's what you can do that's I another guess that, good one I guess you so if that. you're getting older and you're kind of worried about getting older you just go listen to, make it through your 40s and 50s because <laughs> once you hit 60 you can Gold just mine. be a perk <laughs> I'm going to start saying any, like just anything. You could also do the falling thing. Falling is very important. You don't want to fall. You're breaking your fall with someone's boobs. Or you could look at younger girls and go, oh, I'm just, 
You look like my daughter. Exactly. She doesn't okay. speak to me anymore. And then we Why hide. doesn't she speak? I know. Well, oh. she got married, and he just doesn't let her talk to this side of the family. Hmm. Seriously. Oh, I usually buy I'm your dresses crying. on Mondays. <laughs> what? Do you want to buy me a dress? Okay. I mean, you want to? You thought about this too much, I think, now. Yeah. It's, I really, it's, yeah. it's not kidnapping, like child kidnapping, if the woman you're doing it to is 40 <laughs> and you're 80. Exactly. Creepy if you're 30 and she's 10. Yes. Prison. You see, isn't that funny? The difference, the age but difference. But take the totally same different. exact thing. Exactly. If you're 25 now, years yeah, older now, than if her. I'm a, if I'm a tw- tw- 30-year-old going to a 10-year-old, hey, girl, would you like to have some ice cream with me? No. Creepy. Creepy. But. I'm 70 and she's 30. 30. Yes. Then Do you want to have some ice cream? And you say yes, oh, grandpa. Oh, me and my grandpa. Absolutely. Do you know? You've got it figured out, man. This is it. That was a big moment. <laughs> Usually we would continue with the podcast, but I want. But I think you know what. I How want all that? the guys here. I want everybody listening. You can Send either tweet us. Yeah, you can tweet us or yeah. on iTunes. Yes. Leave comments under the official Heffron and Reap banner. Yeah. Um, maybe. Th- and let's freak Reap out. Get all your best lines, and John Reap will have no idea what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Start thinking yeah. about lines you yeah. will say when you're seventy. And let's it have won't a contest. Be we'll have a contest. I the think seventy is probably. I, I don't know. I think of my dad. Minimum. My dad's not 70 yet. And if my dad said something, yeah. I think girls would be like, because my dad doesn't look. Yeah. He looks pretty young. Yeah. But 75, I 75, think. 75, I think. I think 75 is an you're, easy given. You're allowed to almost say and yeah. do anything. And if you have a 75. walker, you're in. You're totally in. Oh, you can just be on the right, walker. And right. Just... All the time. I think it should be a contest. Someone gives the best line and they get as something. A, as a 70. Yeah. That's always the thing is uh, I guess uh, you could tweet it or put mm-hmm. it on the iTunes yeah, page. Yeah, put it on the iTunes page. And as a comment. Absolutely. What Subscribe what to the, you web, get to to the say, podcast and yeah. Yeah. Love it. There's your homework assignment, you you future creeps. Good deal. Yeah, maybe we can name it. What 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 would our group guys? I know you're now we're guy talking right now. Guy talking. But future freaks of America or future about um senior uh, future ass grabbers, ass waxer, a s ass ass waxer. I'm a future ass waxer. You're terrifying. Right. That's a good one. It's good. How would you say future ass waxer? F future. It's fall. A. F A W. F A W. F A W. I'm a fall member. Yeah, man. I'm a member of the fall. <laughs> and you'll get a little what's card. The, what's the fall? It's a yeah. secret organization that once you turn 75, <laughs> it's creepy as fuck. It's fall. First rule of fall. Don't talk about fall. Yeah. Yeah. And be creepy. Right All right, on. everybody. All right. That's going to be on Stay your mind. Stay creepy. Stay creepy. <laughs> we'll be back with more with the Heffern and Reap uh, bonus show. We got some other stuff we'll record it, so you're going to hear that right now, right after these. If I was 20 years younger, I'd be on you like a big dog. How about me and you play puppy? That's when you sniff my rear end, and I just growl. <laughs> Hey, would you get mad if I held it against you? Heffron and Reap. Follow them on Twitter. Totally for sure. At Heffron and Reap. Improv. But, yeah. And then John's waiting to go on. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. Mm. This is where I learned about John Heffron. <laughs> We're about 10 days in. Yeah. Going out to dinner with John is like going out with a seven-year-old boy. <laughs> everything plain, everything on the side, everything plain. Can you cut them in squares? Can you can you cut them in squares? You have uh, peanut butter and jelly? Oh, oh okay. Can I have my sandwich? 
without the ends. <laughs> no crust. Um, I, I, I don't like broccoli cooked too hard. <laughs> I don't like it soggy. Yeah, especially it gets on my bread. Do you have... He doesn't like food to touch. That's his big No touching food. touching food. Not even in his stomach. He's like, yes. no, right. It's okay. It's okay. I'll just, uh, I'll just leave. I'll just leave your restaurant. Can I'm I, fine. Can I tell you? I'll go somewhere better. Godfrey, you mangled him one night. <laughs> we, every time when we show up at these gigs, they have catered food and stuff. There's fruit, there's beer, there's water, chips, whatever. He's not going to survive this. He'll, he won't survive it. Now, now Godfrey picks up. He, Godfrey's got some claws. He's got long fingers. Well, so just they're just long fingers. But okay. he grabs grapes. And he picks it, he like eats one and puts it back. I did. I ate them all. I love grapes. I love grapes too. Great but trust. just because you touched them, oh, John was out for the entire buffet table <laughs> oh. for the next three weeks. And I was he like, uh, 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 did you? I think you just grabbed the grapes. No, it's okay. I'll just get my own grapes and put them in a nice uh, incubator, something like that, away from your dirty hands. He washes everything yeah. with antibacterial. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he sprays antibacterial. <laughs> he sprays it in his water. And his soul. <laughs> He's got a bad dream about grapes for months. Oh, my God. He's a germaphobe. I mean, which is fine. It is funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's just. You said fine. You said funny. But I the like way that. he talks, isn't what he talks. It's just, but it's this whole. Well, you know, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to offend anybody. But I'm just going to leave. Best was kind of germy here. The other night was he. Godfrey's sitting next to him. And me and Deb are sitting there, and and it's late at night. And you two just showed up after eating something. Uh, Godfrey'd show up, and John walks in. And John wanted to order ice cream. Oh, I and just listen to him order ice cream. Oh, that was funny. It was so funny. <laughs> you have. Get it. You on have. The side. On the side. He's like, scoop Matt Ryan ice cream. Everything. Next time we go to a restaurant, he's going to have an orgasm in the seat. <laughs> John, can we hear you do that? <laughs> he's right there. Oh, I'm getting ready for my show. Okay. Um, huh? Can we have some ice cream on the side, huh? How about that? <laughs> um, so anyway. <laughs> hey, John, I don't think John Ooh. even knows we're doing this right now. Yes, we are. We're making fun of him. He knows. Damn right. He's no, he come. knows because he keeps walking in here. You're coming like a, here, <laughs> you make making I'll, fun of me? Okay. I'll, he's just mad we're touching the microphones. Yeah. It's oh, very yeah. orderly. Yeah, he's it's very busy. orderly. Now, I'm, I actually am using his equipment right now. Okay, and while I was using his equipment, he had it all set up really nice in his room. <laughs> he tangled the wires. Not only did I tangle the wires, I unplugged everything, and I came walking into the green room. <laughs> and when I walked like he in, took his frog out of his case. What was his response? He was like, "Oh, you, you, no, you, I'm John, and you asked me. I didn't know he was going to be. You asked here. me. Okay, you okay, you you, you, t- you pulled out his equipment now. You and I'm John. Hey, Hey John, you don't mind, right? Because I just, uh, I'm just. Uh, it looks better in here to uh, tape. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's just, it's the batteries. The batteries are, are are not full. No, no, no. The batteries are full. I already checked. So everything's all right. Damn it. Okay. There he is. Detroit's finest. Detroit's finest. Detroit's finest. Detroit. What's your opening joke, man? You about to go up? What's your opening joke, man? What's the deal? I don't have an opening joke. I, I, I go on stage and I tell them exactly how they're going to feel. That's my trick. Nice. That's what I do. I like that. I go up there. I tell them that they made a good decision on coming out tonight. 
Because your whole life, people never tell you you've done good. The, the whole life, people try to go, why wouldn't my dad just tell me he's proud of me? Did you know that that's the number one thing that they've asked men about? What's the one thing you regret in your life? They never got, um, wow. uh, their dad never checked off on them as men. Really? Uh, wow. They never got, yeah, yeah, yeah. They never got uh, I might be on stage now. No, I'm not saying not, not every dad, but that's the, that's one, the thing one thing that's missing from mo- guys who, who bang a lot of chicks, guys that want to make a bunch of money, right. guys that want to have this You're thing. Right. Their dad never gave them acceptance for the, for wow. the most part. Their, da- their dad never said, that's you know what? Yeah. You're right. In the book. Yeah. For the most part, they said, you know what? You did, you did a good job. I'm proud of you. Very rarely did dad say that. Damn, I have to go I'm on stage. Hold on. John yeah. is everyone's dad. I love that. Wait a minute. What did you the say? Steve the Martin Steve Martin story. The, the book is what I find so fascinating. Steve Born Martin. standing up? Yeah. Uh, yes. Right Beautiful. <clears throat> I did, but I don't remember that part. It's with basically dad. Steve Martin's dad on his deathbed, like even could not admit to Steve that he was proud of him. Like his whole life. Steve my, Martin. That's painful. The, the documentary I made, like my dad, he'll, he'll say, I'll come off the stage. He's seen me a billion times. He'll say, ah, there's a lot of people in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's it. Oh, yeah. You and see? That's it. But say, you know what? It's a different I, I generation, it like though. That, but it's also a different generation. Their fathers you. didn't do that to them. Never, they're men. Our, right. our dads are a generation guys, of men. Guys. And they're not, they don't emote. They my don't do things never, like that. My, mother, no. my father never, because, you know, and plus, if, if you're talking to foreign people, they're oh, yeah. so immigrants, absolutely. Much, yeah. The yeah. machismo. Yeah. My father never said, I love you guys. Yeah. He did, but he most he just yeah. said, you know, you're your most important thing to me. Yeah. But he always showed it in right. other ways because certain cultures just don't know how to say it. Like yeah. American right. culture, I love you, dude. That's not culturally, yeah. that's not how we do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I care for you, whatever you want. I provide. See, it's, it's different now. You like you guys son, as fathers yeah. is father, different. My, my father, <clears throat> when my father would tell me I did good. I remember one time he told me he was he because sometimes your father would be like, "Yo, what was that? It was dumb. You weren't thinking. Why? Don't act stupid." But when my father would tell me, "You know, I'm very proud of you," like that, you're doing really good. I would walk away and be weeping in my room. Yeah, mm. I used to weep. See? I wouldn't tell him though. I was that shit made. Isn't it so funny though? It does not matter how old we get. You just still want your parents to be proud of you. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. yeah. You know what I think is weirder? Ends. The music that's playing right now to introduce <laughs> the show. I don't know if anyone could hear it. No, but see, I want to... We should go out there. We should watch a little bit of John's... Uh, you want to... You could set. Take it up. A little bit Take of John's up. set. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Jim Brewer. I'm with you for the next uh, hour and a half. I have Godfrey. Wow. I have uh, Deborah Giovanni. John Heffron will be on for a little while, too. Uh, and we're in Canada. We're doing different cities every single what night. What city is this? Saskatoon. Saskatoon, baby. I have no clue. Wait. Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. Is right? John? Yeah, he's going to be on in two seconds. Here we go. Ah, I ain't walking out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But when I came walking in here, mm-hmm. you guys. We were talking about something. You went to tell us a story. Yeah, but what were you guys talking we were about? Saying about you, were, you were saying I came about, walking wi- in, about you guys willing were, ourselves. Willing ourselves. Yeah. Visioning stuff. <clears throat> yeah. And then you were like, I have a story. Because yeah. remember, then Godfrey was like, Jim goes, uh, thinks about somebody and then sees him. Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let them. Hey, guys. The improvers. Join us. Come back. Come How over did it here. Go? Diana. How was it? This is Diana. She's part of the. Uh, and we've got they Andrew open right up. behind us here. He's new. Take my mic, Andrew. This is the first night hey. only. Yeah, one night only for Andrew. <laughs> Andrew did a great job tonight. 
really great job. The uh, home crowd, uh, home crowd uh, town was you. really out for him. Bless you know, you. he really got in there. He really uh, got to the back of the net. You know, you know we got to we gave, hustle. We gave it a lot of 110 percent. You know, it really felt good out there. You know, <laughs> putting up some shots really felt good. They started to go down. Felt real nice. Yeah, you know what I mean? More sports talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. Get me more words she <laughs> <laughs> Five hole. He got me in my five hole. Five hole. Yeah, yeah. We really shuttlecocked it out there. It was real nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it went good. Yeah, it was great. Awesome. Saskatoon's delightful. Awesome. What's been your favorite city so far? I got to go Toronto Massey Hall. That was by far, I think, the best audience we had. And it felt like uh, the equivalent of playing on the Grand Old Opry stage. You know, a theater that has that much. Is that when all the head cheeses wear? Yeah. Yeah. The Capital One people. Yeah, they were happy with and all the gangs. All right. It made me happy. The whole Just for Laughs gang was there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go was... see how these kids are doing. <laughs> Let's see if our money's being made well. <laughs> you got a nice pastry? We're going to visit them behind the stage. Eh? As the opening act, I said Capital One about 17 times. Did you really? <laughs> oh, sure. I crammed it into every five hole. It could. Hey, hey. Capital One, Capital One. Matter of fact, this broadcast today of Jim Brewer hanging out with Brewer on Sirius XM is brought to you by Capital One. Oh, Jim, get your raise. There you go. <laughs> wow, wow. Uh, good. I'm glad that went well. Now, we lost Godfrey. We lost Godfrey. He's on stage now. Now, how are you going to kill an hour of air Oh, time? I, can, I can kill plenty of time. But I want to, what happened? What were you guys talking Her and Godfrey were in this deep discussion about. What were you guys talking? He about? was talking about um, uh, about envisioning things, you know, like for your future and like what you want to do and like envisioning it and how how it seems like positive sort of um, statements and you know like sayings, if you will. They people always consider them to be like sort of bullshit, do you know? But we're saying it's such a shame because they become sayings because they're true. You know, when things are corny and you have a corny expression, people say it over. It's because it's true. You know, like what was he saying? Like. Um, <clears throat> If you can dream it, you can achieve it yeah, and stuff. You gotta it. do what you aspire. Yes. Like the Capital One Aspire Club. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Classic. Excellent. But then he was saying it's a shame because it's like all the negative ones, for some reason, don't. No one thinks they're corny. Do you know what I mean? It's like we can be as negative as we want. And we just find it very interesting because, you know, it's like if you will yourself. If you, if you wake up every day and say, I'm an asshole, I'm a loser, you will become an asshole loser. That's just forcing yourself into that. Position. Then, but then you guys were talking about something with coincidences, like yeah. if you believe. And they were saying, no, yeah, well, there, there's no coincidence. But he also said, too, that, you know, uh, you were telling him a story about how, like, you, some, yeah, sometimes you'll be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see this person. And then you see the person. Or, like, you know, you're sitting in the car, you're listening to the radio, and you're like, oh, that song, is it really? and that song comes on. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's weird. It's the, you know, it's the earth listening to you, but it's, it's, it's strange. Did you ever have anything like that? Um, no. <laughs> Did you, Diana? <laughs> Once I bought a Honda CRV, the only car that I could see on the road was a Honda CRV. So oh, I, see that? I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's as soon as you start paying attention. In your to yes, in your consciousness. You're see it more. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's a type of car or mm -hmm. whether it's a person or yeah. a song. Yes, you exactly. May not have been. Uh, it's like it's sort of like your brain conjures them up, sort of into the world, if you will, and a also, little. Because you were thinking of them, you noticed them, and then you noticed, you remember that you were thinking. Of yes, them. absolutely. And you were going to say stories. You're going to tell Mine stories. Mine was heavier. Are you ready for this? Yeah, category? I'm excited. Uh, first, I want to ask you: Did you ever like need to talk to someone or something like that, and then they just plop down in front? Yeah, of you? yeah. Tell well, us the story, let me hear it. Let me hear it. And then, I want, and then I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of many of mine. I know. Because <laughs> I want to blow your minds. Oh. And then you tell me if this is coincidence or not. 
This is why I don't buy coincidence. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to watch Star Wars over and over because I am really buying that whole. But no coincidence. That but Einstein thing said and that. all that. Einstein said that there's no such thing as coincidence. It's just stuff that happens. Everything is in the, at the it happens at the same time. This is scientific. This is um. Oh my goodness! What's the word for physics? No, metaphysical. Not metaphysical. There's another word. Ooh. Heavy. No. What's the other? other? It's heavy, it's, man. It's, it's, Serendipity. No, it's oh, the it's one, the though. study of imaginary numbers. It's that science. Wow. Hurry up. You know uh, the physics. Bullshit. No. <laughs> <laughs> the imaginary number on on how. Right. On how Einstein figured out that there's an ether, that light moves through the ether because light was bending. He goes, there's something in the air that we don't see. There's a reason why light is moving like that. He figured that out. That's how next level he was. That's why he said there's no such thing as, as coincidence because he figured it out with theory of relativity. I know this. And, is a, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Here, I'll give you a, a, a drop in a freaking pond of a billion times this happened to me. Okay. And the more I tune into it, the crazier it gets. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say this was uh, eight, ten years ago, maybe. Uh-huh. Mm, no, nah, it wasn't that long. What, what, Whatever. Just, I mean, it doesn't matter. A while ago. Now, the backstory is... I li- when I lived in Florida, a really good friend, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a girl I know. And whatever the scenario is, she dies. Okay? okay. Now she leaves a brother. Mm-hmm. And the brother lived next door, and the brother was mangled. Right. So now he's the only kid. He started doing a mohawk. He's out of control because all the focus was on the death rather than the life. It was a very young, tragic life. Right, right. Now, with that said, I... Start writing my book, and in the in the book, I'm writing a huge section on on this girl because yeah. because it was a major mm-hmm. part of my life. Right mm-hmm. now, I get a call the whole time. I want to try to figure out how to get in contact with him. This kid named Sean mm. Sean Palmeray. Mm-hmm. Right now, out of nowhere, I get a call. It's the lead singer of freaking. ACDC's wife. We're having a surprise birthday party for Brian. We'd really love for you to come. Oh, my this is so, are you kidding me? It's in Florida. Oh, my God, I'm Florida. ACDC is going to be sick. <laughs> we, we get on a boat in, say, in uh, Sarasota, and we go on a boat, and this guy's from Cheap Trick. And, oh, my God, it's going to be nuts. Oh, awesome. I'm going to be parting my nuts off. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but. As excited as I was about that, I, I swear to God, the whole time I felt there's something else driving me down there. So I asked my wife about it, and, um, and I said, you know what? I'm going to try to find Sean. I'm going to go by my old neighborhood and see if I can find Sean. So I go by my old neighborhood. They're gone. Right. They moved. I have no... Right. I have no way to contact. Yeah. That, this is gone. I started trying to literally going, all right, how am I gonna how am I gonna find this guy? So I go to the party, go there, ah, people jamming, you gotta shoot your dad, let's do so. Hey, who wants to do it? Rolling Stone song? Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Freaking boat. We're on a 
want, we're just ripping up a canal in Sarasota, ripping it up. So with that said, we come back and um, the next day I was a little nervous, so I wanted to get to the airport early. I get to the airport early in Tampa. Now, I, I, I'm there like two and a half, three hours early. So I said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a walk. Swear on my kid's life, all three of them, may they freaking die if I'm exaggerating. I go out in the garage, and I st- literally start, like, praying, going, listen. Um, and when I pray, it's not like, dear Lord. I just go, listen. I just want to contact Sean because I think I could change his life. I think he needs closure for his sister. Yeah. If I can, if you could just plop him, and then when he when you plop him in, in my life, I know I trust you're going to bring him here. I really need to see him. Did, did, if this was in a movie, people go, "This is bullshit." Right. I go in back in the uh, thing about forty five minutes later. I said, I'll just head to the gate. I go through the security. Now, when you go through security in Tampa, right. you have to go through, and then you get on a tram, yeah, and then yep, the tram yep. goes to the gate, and then you go through the real security. Right. I go past the security guy, and I hear, Jim, Jim Brewer. And I turn around. I like, there was a heavier dude, so I didn't notice it. Last time I saw him, he was tiny, right, right. a buck ten wet. This guy was bigger, and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he goes, no, Jim, bro, it's, it's, it's Sean. Woo, baby. I went, <laughs> I went uh, Sean. And he goes, Pomeroy, Kristen's, Kristen's brother. Dude, I, I literally, like, laughed. I laughed. I didn't know how to react. It's, it's I just didn't know how to react. Unreal. I laughed, and I said, what are you doing? And he goes, Oh, uh, just visiting. I just got off a plane from Boston. Uh, I'm making a surprise visit to visit my mom. And I, and as I was coming through the tram, I'm like, is that that's Jim Brewer? And I was like, oh my god, I haven't seen you, dude. What? You cannot convince me yeah. ever that that is talk. a freaking coincidence. Yeah. It's, it's 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 like they say it. These people that. These like especially these wealthy millions. That's why they don't share it with everybody because people don't believe you. That's why a lot of people aren't wealthy because they go, "That's a bunch of hogwash." But these guys that are like the Tony Robbins, whether they're cultish or not, they think like that shit every minute, every second. Look at Donald Trump, for example. I lo- when you. I'd rather not to, but okay. <laughs> but you know when you listen, when you know when you listen to people who are wealthy. Just think about people who are wealthy. They never talk about failure. They never talk about failure. Trump never talks about failure. He's always a fucking, he has a winner's And he has, he's, he's had, he's had more failure. I mean, he's had tons, he's gone bankrupt twice and no one knows about it. Yeah. Home run hitters strike out the most. But they're known as Homer. But that's they keep hitting though, and that's all that matters, right? right. Hold on, sports, Diane looked like she was dying to say something. <laughs> well, it, what, what I thought was fascinating was this was this was a scenario that you were wishing to happen. So yes. There's, there's that added element of right. Fuck, I wished right. it and yeah, I wanted it, it to happen. That's yeah. and I've got a billion of those. I had one, but I didn't wish it to happen. But it was one of those, holy fuck, what's the likelihood of this? When I was in my early 20s, I had met an Australian guy traveling, and I moved to Adelaide, Australia for him. Hello. And, right, 
the accent, right? Yeah, oh. yeah, hey, Diana. Come down to Adelaide, eh? I'm going to need a minute. Show you the ruse and some coelas. <laughs> so uh, he was working all day. And I was trying to find us a place to live. Now, this was back before Google Maps or Internet or any of that nonsense. Right. I was doing it old school in a town I didn't know, going through the paper, and then a giant fold-out map trying to take bus routes to get to showings of, of houses and apartments. And I was frustrated and lost. I'm in a city I don't know. I don't know what a good neighborhood is. I don't know how long it's going to take me to get to certain appointments that I've set up. And I, I remember sitting on a bus stop, just completely exasperated and crying and just being so fucking pissed off that I was doing this by myself. This really, really sweet old lady was sitting next to me. And um, I don't do a very good Australian accent, but she basically said, uh, you're all right. No, that's English. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. You're all right. You're right, love. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get to this location, and I don't know what. She's like, it's right by my house. <laughs> How was that? Is that better? It's right by she, my she house. She said, I'll just come with me on the bus. I'll show you where we go. It's a couple of transfers. It was great. I was like, oh, thank Christ. I never would have found this place on my own. We start chatting a little bit, and she says, well, I can't help but notice you have a, an accent. Where are you from? And I went, Canada. And she looked at me and went, Diana? No. What? what? <laughs> yeah, just like poo. And, and I went, yeah. And she went, I'm Gerald's grandmother. No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just happened what, to I, sit I next to her. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. That's sick as hell. In another hell country, in a wow. city that I've never been wow. to before, what? I sit next to my boyfriend's grandmother. Who, who only who knew about me day. by name, who, who basically saved me that day, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, I didn't wish for it. I didn't ask the universe, but there was... There but was you a, had a drive. You were thinking about it The universe knew you needed something. The universe you know, needed it. Yeah, hey, yeah. we got you covered, Diana. In the spiritual, like, when they say it, it's not the... It's your desire. As long as your desire's there and you're thinking, you don't have to say anything. Because yeah. the universe, oh, it'll, it'll find a way... To get to you to where you want to. It's the desire that you have. Desire! Desire! Drunk guy singing. Drunk guy singing. I, I, that was a preview of the show. Is that a preview? Desire! Oh, shit. What? Oh, sorry. You know, because you know. Our road manager just, just shut the door trouble. on us. Jim just got in Apparently trouble. Apparently they Jim can hear us on trouble. stage. <laughs> you know what? That must mean it's a good crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that must mean it's a, not a good room. crowd if they yeah, can hear us. <laughs> it's a little, oh, it's a small crowd. <laughs> oh, it's like 80 people? Because, <laughs> you, know, you know, like when, um, yeah. there's that, the Fox thing I was telling you about, I just wrote some shit down. Because they say it's good to write down your, what you want. Yeah, but you do know you got to jump up soon, right? Yeah. They're going okay. to tell me because Jareth comes and says, hey. Oh, all right. And, uh, okay. you know, I wrote something down like, oh, I want to, I would love to be on Fox, blah, blah, blah. Just some, I did that. You know, I was reading this book. Yeah, you should write down your goals. Mm-hmm. They, they do say that. that. If you don't have goals, then where are you going? I wrote it yeah. down and said, okay. Fox, Fox, a Fox, Fox, a Fox, Fox. Then I do, I did this pilot for Fox uh, in the summer. Dennis Leary's pilot. It's a cop show. And... I was like, I want to be a cop thing. And I said it. I, I wrote it. And my girlfriend was like, you know, you wrote that shit in a thing. I said, what? I want to be a cop, blah, blah, blah. I want it to be kind of like comedy, you know, like not, but not sitcom I want it to be real, 
not sitcom-y and, and edgy. And I said, FX would be great. Then I did Louis twice. I did his show twice. FX, on FX, yeah. On FX. And then, boom, I, I nailed this, this pilot on FX. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then I sold, I sold an animation series to FX, to Fox. It didn't get picked up, but I sold one last year. And I was like, then how come you ain't paid for no dinners yet? <laughs> because it didn't get picked up, baby. Oh. That's, see, there's the difference. You sold it. There's the difference. <laughs> there's the difference. See, you ain't getting it, brother. Uh, you I know, just, it's let me, funny. Let me repeat wait, myself. Wait. Let, me, let me repeat myself. Didn't get picked up, <laughs> brother. But this ne- the, the Shaq show's coming on yes. next year. Definitely. Oh, it's next year. It, well, January. January, February. Yeah, January, February. Yeah, True TV. But um, the, uh, the, Fox, the, the, the pilot, we're still waiting. Okay. We're still waiting on it. That's be good. Yes, Diane is raising her head. She'd like to speak. I have a a statement. So, yes, you can write things down and your dreams can come true. I understand that to a certain degree it's going to focus you a lot more. However, there are times when I've written really specific things down. And I did it just in October because I needed three corporate gigs in on in october in order to make a financial goal for myself and it was kind of a pretty important one because uh, i was having a line of credit removed and i wanted to get out of that debt and it didn't fucking happen you know what i think you know what i think they say that when that happens is because you're thinking about the lack of what you have. And, and it's because I'm a bad person? Well. No, and there's a desperation. They say there's, it's like a fine line. Because you can go, oh, I want this. That means you're thinking lack because you don't have it. Yeah. So you have to, no, I'm telling What's you. What's the difference? It, What's the difference between just wanting and, think, want, and having a lack? You're thinking, about, you're thinking about the lack as soon as, as, I know you want the money, but you're thinking but, about what you don't have. But how's that different from you saying, I want to be on Fox? No, uh, well, I wanted to be on Fox because I always thought about it. I never, I never wanted to be on any other station. But if I had a financial need, like I need this amount of money to, because this protection is going away. You said you needed it, right? I needed it, yeah. That's lack. Mm. But isn't that more, <laughs> isn't that more important? Dun, isn't dun, the, dun, isn't dun, meeting dun, that dun, kind dun, of goal dun, more? Because it's about feeling. Yeah. It, it's all, it doesn't matter what the word. No, it's emotions. Emotions are, the, are your guide to you attracting stuff. It's about feeling. No, it's about honestly feeling. Watch. All right. I'm telling you, we'll look it up. Godfrey's going on stage. All right, then how do I reverse that? How do I change the language so that I get what I want financially? I've... You know that you, I think one of the things is that you go and you have that moment of like, I am so grateful that I get to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a day job. I don't have to mm-hmm. get up and go to the office. Nope. And you know what? I just have to trust that the things that I need will be provided for me. You know that like, you know, take the step and the ledge will appear. Maybe and that... it's just kind of like yes. putting it out there as in like... Just this, I'm so grateful that I don't have to get up and do a day job, and I, I trust that the earth is going to provide. Sure. I mean, this is, this is just me because at home, by myself, I'm more negative, and I fucking hate myself every but minute no of the day. <laughs> but this is... Right no. now, right here, <laughs> you podcast, are... I'm Oprah. For the podcast, I'm Oprah. You but are Deepak Chopra right now. I am a very right positive now. person. I'm a very Gio positive Chopra. person. I'm a super optimist. I don't even know how I make a living in comedy because I don't feel like I'm you fucked are, up you enough. You are very positive. I'm a very <laughs> positive person. I'm not either. Right? But, <laughs> you know, I... I <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that just came out. <laughs> I would like to figure out how to then, if it's just a matter of tweaking the language or the desire, 
Teach me how to do that then. I want to fucking sit calm on If we really get crazy on this and you go and say, okay, the, the three corporate gigs, I just need three corporate gigs to make this X number of money. Maybe the earth is going and saying, the corporate gigs is not where you're supposed to be going, Diana. Mm, yeah. Stick with me and we're going to yeah. move somewhere. Maybe you get a role on something. Maybe sure. you get a new writing gig. Maybe, okay. you know, okay. maybe, you know, yeah. that's okay. what we have to, we have to go Thank with. you. Thank you, podcast Oprah. <laughs> I would like to thank Jim Brewer, Godfrey, Deb D. Giovanni, Diana Francis uh, for being part of this podcast. It's been great traveling with these guys for the last couple of weeks. And I also want to get back to talk about some of the stuff they were talking about, how you phrase things in your mind to help you kind of uh, stay on track. I love the subject. If you get a chance, please go to our iTunes page. It's the black and red logo that says the official Heffern and Reap. Uh, podcast, and if you could rank us or give us some stars or leave a comment, it really helps us in the overall ranking situation. Or go to heffernandreap.com where we put a bunch more info and stuff like that. So, once again, I really, really appreciate you listening. And the biggest thing I want you to do right now when you get done listening to this is go off and have a wonderful life. This, 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 this. Is the epicenter of audio frequency entertainment. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best. Heffron and Reap. I love you, love you, love you. The Heffron and Reap Show.